1: what is good everyone welcome back to kgw's three-on-three blazers doing it from home and we're getting it done all four of us doing it together <laughs> nate hansen jared Kelly, max bar my name is orlando sanchez zooming our way to the top guys it's been so long since we've had a chance to do this in person but i'm so happy to see you guys and hear you guys on zoom and we get to talk a little bit about the portland Trail Blazers. And I know Rip City right now is really pumped up about what they've been able to do in the bubble halfway through. So, Jared, I'd like you to take the mic and just give me your halfway through the bubble impressions of what the Portland Trailblazers have been able to do so far.
0: Well, thank you, first of all, for bringing so much energy at the start of this thing. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was awesome. Um, I, what can you be but impressed with the way they performed I mean, I think that you know that yesterday's game, the win against the Nuggets, the Nuggets were very shorthanded. I don't think they played Jokic in the fourth quarter at all. So, you know, that win comes with an asterisk maybe. But at the same time, what you're seeing from the Blazers now with a healthy Yusuf Nurkic, a healthy Zach Collins, is kind of what you saw from the Blazers last season. And what I mean by that is, You know, the defense this season has been terrible and the defense still hasn't been great in the bubble, but there's, you see moments where the defense shines, where they can get stops when they need to. Something else that has been horrible for the Blazers all season long is rebounding, which has been strange because this team, you know, over the past few years has been one of the best rebounding teams in the NBA. I looked up the defensive rebounding and offensive rebounding numbers and they're back to kind of what you saw from them last season. Their offensive rebounding percentage is 31%. Their defensive rebounding percentage is 75%. Their rebounding percentage overall is 52%. In the bubble, last year, the offensive rebounding percentage was 31%. The defensive rebounding percentage, 74%. The rebounding percentage, 53%. And so what you're seeing is this team that is well-balanced, that you know, they have good lineups that they, can, that they can go to with both the starting lineup and lineups off the bench and closing lineups. It's just a more complete team. And it's a team that looks like they're going to be able to go and get that eight seed, which I think that, you know, even last week that seemed like a real stretch to think that they could do that. And then you hear from a lot of NBA pundits right now, national NBA writers, that maybe this Blazers team can give the Lakers a run. We can talk about that. I don't know if we believe that. But that's what people are saying. And so it's, it's – and they're fun to watch again. They weren't fun to watch earlier this season. It was a slog to watch games, and this team is fun to watch again.
1: The Blazers have, have won three out of four in the bubble. And as soon as you brought up them maybe giving the Lakers a run, <laughs> Nate Hansen starts shaking his head no. <laughs> Why don't you believe that, Nate?
2: Oh, we're going right there, are we? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know we jump right into this. I'll just – I'll answer your question and, and just tell you they've played a lot better than they were in the regular season, but they also have more talent on this team than they did in the regular season. But you also have to take their wins within context. They beat Memphis in overtime, who hasn't won a game yet in a bubble, in the bubble. They beat the Celtics' good team – but also don't have a big, can't defend big men. So Yusuf Nurkic has a huge game against them. The Rockets is a solid win, and that's a team that they actually had success against before the bubble this year. And then they play Denver, who wasn't at full strength. And as Jared talked about, Jokic wasn't playing the crunch time minutes. They kind of just waved the white flag. And so I think you have to put a little bit into, of context and not just, uh, you know, overreact to a four game stretch where the Blazers have played really well. Because Gary Trent, we'll talk about him more, but he's shooting 63% from three right now. Do I expect that to continue the entire way through the bubble and perhaps an entire first-round series against the Los Angeles Lakers? No way. But that's the type of effort it's, it would take for Portland to beat a team like the Lakers four times. Nevertheless, uh, if you're a Blazers fan, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's a scenario uh, that exists other than maybe the Blazers winning all four games in the bubble that could have gone better for the Blazers at this point. Because if he had told me when we talked last week that they'd be halfway through these seeding games and only a half game back of Memphis, I think all of us would have thought, no way. You know, that's being too optimistic. But here they are.
0: I'll push back a little bit really quick just about some of these wins. Uh, For one thing, and I know that you know this wasn't the case. You said that they beat the Celtics. They, They didn't. They came back and made a game of it. But the Grizzlies win, I don't think we should diminish that at all just because the Grizzlies have struggled in the bubble since. Because the Grizzlies were healthy at that point. They were expected to come in and be firing on all cylinders. And they played well against the Blazers. And the Blazers had to come back in the fourth quarter and win that game. The, Blazers, or the Grizzlies had Jaron Jackson Jr. at that point, and he was healthy. They've struggled since, but I don't think we should diminish that win and the importance of it and how impressive it was just because the Grizzlies have struggled since. The Celtics game. You know, they were terrible in the first half, but they came back and played really well in the second half, and the Celtics were at full strength and are a great team. So that was a good performance. The Rockets game was incredibly impressive, and you said it was. I think the only one that you can really, in my mind, point to is maybe fool's gold is maybe that, that Nuggets win because nobody was playing. However, even with that one, with Jokic not playing in the fourth quarter, Jokic was ineffective all game. Like Yusuf Nurkic shut him down. And so I think that, even though he didn't play in the fourth quarter, it's not like he was having a big impact on the game anyway.
1: As you mentioned, Jared, it was a lot of fun to see this team play over the past couple of weeks. And for a lot of us that were just craving live sports and to have meaningful basketball right out of the gate, I feel like there's way more attention and interest in who's going to get the eighth seed versus – who's going to be, you know, the, the one through three or one through four, or who's going to actually win a championship. Most of the attention has been on that, and that's made it really fun to me. And the other thing that you guys mentioned, Gary Trent Jr., who has been sensational and has been fun to watch, not only because he's knocking down big-time shots, but he's also playing defense, and he's been effective against some of the best players on the other team. And it does remind me about teams that get hot at the right time and you have different players step up in big moments. It's not just your your big stars that carry the load, and I think that's really been impressive for the Blazers so far, and has made it fun to watch because it's not just you're getting the big shot from Dame. Like you have a game where Carmelo Anthony steps up, then you have Gary Trent Jr. You're getting role players involved, and I think that's why that contributes to the hype and excitement for the Blazers is it's not just one guy that's doing it so far, and so. That gives me a little more hope. And I was impressed to see them come out of the gate and find a way to win that game against Memphis. I really thought the experience played into it, and you're continuing to see that in these must-win type of scenarios. So, Max, I want to open it up to you, man, and ask you about your early impressions on the Portland Trailblazers so far in the bubble. What are your big takeaways?
3: Well, first off, real quick on the Grizzlies, they're going to win today. They're up by 22 in the fourth over the thunder so they're gonna get their first win um
2: just just having to ruin my argument huh
0: i see (laughs) i see how it is
3: that's a really big
0: win for the grizzlies
3: yeah that's a season saver yep um i totally agree agree with jared that they're fun to watch again and for me it comes down to two reasons gary trent jr and Yusuf nurkic both these guys seemingly have used the layoff to ascend to another level and in addition to nurkic's recovery, I just couldn't be more impressed as they're playing right now. And they've been obviously huge in these early wins.
1: Guys, I'd like to look ahead a little bit about what's left for them. And also, so many Blazers fans are used to having that built in excuse. The world is against us. And, like, the path to the playoffs, like, has opened up beautifully for for reasons that you guys have mentioned before. The struggles from the Pelicans, the struggle from the Grizzlies, a key injury for them. The Blazers have won three out of four. So, there's a lot of reasons to be excited again. And usually it's, how is the league going to conspire against the Blazers? Or, what are the Blazers going to do to ruin this thing and not be relevant? And here they are. So just the excitement from there, Jared, I'd like to to hear from you on the Blazers being in this thing. And not only in it, but we could be talking about them as the eighth seed and not the ninth seed trying to win two against the eighth seed.
0: I think that's the key. I think that the, if they can catch Memphis, then that's just huge for them because at that point, like you said, they only have to win one game instead of having to beat the Grizzlies or whomever else it is twice in a row, which is, would just be difficult no matter who you're playing. And I think that up to this point, Portland has earned everything they have. And I think that, that they, they deserve all the credit in the world for getting themselves in the, this position where, you know, after Memphis wins uh, today, they're going to be a game behind Memphis. And they've got four games, which still tough opponents, but all these games are winnable. You know, you look at the Clippers, the 76ers, the Mavericks and the Nets, the Blazers can win all of those games. And so I think that they're not in the driver's seat right now, but they've, they've gotten themselves to the position where they're close to putting themselves in the driver's seat where they can get that eight seed and get into the playoffs in, in a first round matchup against the Lakers.
2: How about you, Nate? Yeah, I agree with Jared. The schedule, because we talked about going into this, how the Blazers had a difficult schedule. And so far, they've just taken care of business. Uh, they've won three out of four. And the schedule will remain difficult, although Ben Simmons' injury, who knows, is Philadelphia. The Mavericks continue not to be able to close out games. And fortunately, they'll finish out with Brooklyn, who will probably have nothing to play for uh, at the end of their run there. Meanwhile, Memphis's last three games are against Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, the top three seeds in the east. So there's a realistic scenario. When you look at the Blazers last four games, they could go three and one. Uh, and that's not being too overly optimistic. And the Grizzlies could go oh and three. And that's just being a realist. And at that point, the Blazers would jump Memphis and the Blazers would have that eight seed if that plays out. So all of a sudden, everything was against the Blazers a week ago. But as I said earlier, they've played so well. And so many things have happened around them that have benefited them that I think most people would say they're in the driver's seat to get that final playoff spot in the West.
1: CJ McCollum had said he thought they needed to go six and two. And now that that path is there and they've basically achieved that halfway through, this seems so much more realistic. And seeing, you know, the reasons why so many people picked Memphis to get there, because that deficit is a lot to overcome. And the Blazers have managed to basically almost go square halfway through, which which is just incredible. So, Max, I'd like to open it up to you and see what your prediction is on, on how the final four games play out for the Blazers and ultimately where they end up.
3: Well, as for where they end up, I think they can definitely get into the playing game, but When you look at the schedule, it's just such a fluid situation from day to day. Like I believe, for example, that the Raptors can lock up the number two spot tonight if they were to beat the Celtics, which I think would in turn lock in the Celtics. So when you think about like what those teams might have to play for in the days to come, you just don't know who's going to be out there. So it's real difficult to tell so many teams are like jockeying for position and and what their intention is, but the Blazers know what they have to do. So I think based on what I've seen so far, I think they're definitely going to be in the play game.
1: How about you, Jared?
0: I agree with Max. I mean, right now it's, it's all on the Blazers. You know, you can't – and they've talked about this. You can't worry about what the other teams are doing because there is so much up in the air right now with, with matchups and, and who's going to be playing for each team. But the Blazers know that they can go out there and win each game. And maybe they don't, you know, go 4-0 to finish this thing out, but they have a chance to. And if they do, then they are going to get, you know, most likely the 8 seed because I don't think the Grizzlies are going to be able to run the table from here on out. So it's all on the Blazers. And I think that they are, you know, they're going to be a game back of the Grizzlies now. I think they're going to get the 8 seed. I think that they have the momentum. I think they're they're playing really well. I think they can beat these teams on their schedule. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict them to, to get the eight seed. And then, it, to me, it doesn't matter who they're playing. If they have the eight seed and the advantages that come with that in this play-in scenario, I think that they're going to, to win a game there and, and, and get that first-round matchup with the Lakers.
1: All right, Nate. I've been waiting for this because uh, you thought Memphis, you predicted that Memphis would, would take that final spot for the playoffs. Have you changed your mind at this point? Let's flip-flop
2: here, my friend. Let's do it, <laughs> huh? What do you say? Uh, in my defense, I think you were the only one last week who said the Blazers would get the eighth seed and make actually make it all the way through the playoffs. So credit to you, Orlando. Granted, it hasn't happened yet, but it, I think... Actually, in your defense,
0: in Nate... In your defense, last week during last week's podcast, you said the Blazers would get the eight seed early in the podcast, and then by the end of the podcast, <laughs> you had flipped after like fifteen <laughs> minutes and said they wouldn't. I so. talked myself out of it.
2: <laughs> talked myself out of it. It seemed too good to be true. Uh, but no, with the way they're playing right now, like we have, we barely talked about Yusuf Nurkic, and I talked last week about how if he was eighty percent of what he was before the injury, the Blazers would be thrilled about that type of production. I can't believe. good he's been right out of the gate for the blazers and talk about a difference maker we said before he got hurt he may have been portland's second best player and since he's been back i think it's fair to say he's been portland's second best player and so having him along with cj and gary trent with the way they're shooting right now alongside dane the blazers are a really formidable team right now so i'm with jared I'm with you, Orlando. They're gonna be the eight seed. They're gonna get to the playoffs, and then we're gonna get to hear a bunch of pundits talk some nonsense about how they could beat the Lakers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's the uh, the backhanded compliment I'm always looking for. <laughs> One dig at the blazers on the way out.
2: I, I, I had to speak some truth there at the end, man.
1: <laughs> so. Guys, there was one other thing I want to get to before before we rip it and, and Max takes over and, and does his thing here, but uh, our friend Cassidy Quinn got a chance to <laughs> sit in and be a, a fan at, at the game. What, what's what been your guys' thoughts on the viewing experience for the game, uh, the fans, the fake crowd noise, all that stuff? What do you guys think about it, Jared?
0: It's been good for me. I think that the TV product has been great. Um, I thought that the crowd noise might – seem weird to me because when you watch a major league baseball game the crowd noise does seem really weird because you know you can see the empty seats but for some reason because of the way they've got it set up with the background the way it is in this NBA bubble the crowd noise doesn't seem out of place and when I first saw the the big screens with all the you know fans on it I thought it was kind of weird and looked kind of weird but and maybe I've just gotten used to it but I, I like it now and the fact that Cassidy was on there that's awesome Um, So good for her. (laughs) That's really cool. But I just think in every way, the NBA has done this right. And, you know, they're succeeding in keeping people healthy, which is the most important thing. And they're succeeding in putting out a really entertaining product, both in the presentation and production, but also the play, you know, because you have 22 teams and just about every team in the bubble is a really good team or a good team at least. You have really good games just about every game. So it's been outstanding. I, I've enjoyed it
1: immensely. The uh, viewing experience for you, Nate, you a fan of what you've seen so far?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I don't know how you couldn't really be a fan of it. I would Actually, what I would love to hear uh, is just some fan smack talk going back and forth on these virtual fans. I think that would be incredible. Obviously, it would never happen. Maybe you need to put that like on ESPN News. Or something like that, where you just have fans talking back and forth at each other during the game. But no, it's been a it's been a great experience uh, from watching at home. I've enjoyed watching all these games, and it's been everything that I think fans could have hoped for it to be.
1: It took me a little bit to get used to it, like you said, Jared. But now it feels like I'm watching a regular game, like I would have if we weren't in a pandemic. Um, the The crowd shots at first were weird and distracting a little bit but now it's just kind of part of the game and I've enjoyed it man I mean it's it's been a lot of fun to watch it helps that the Blazers have been entertaining because that's who primarily I'm watching and I just hope that they continue to keep it up kudos to the league for keeping everyone safe and at a time when there are so many unknowns and right now it really does feel like these players are in the safest place that they could possibly be and that's all good stuff, and we benefit from it, entertainment-wise, and also as just an escape to what's going on in the world right now. So it's it's been a lot of fun for me. I approve, and I, I hope this continues. And um, other other leagues take notice on what it takes to successfully run a league and be able to have live sports this time. It is time, Max Barr. You are up, my friend.
3: Okay, are you guys ready to recap our last week's mini rippet? it?
0: I'm ready. I need a win. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> we can't I don't let
2: feel Nate too Start good.
3: off with a win.
2: I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I didn't feel too good once that Memphis game was over.
3: <laughs> well, the the rip it was all about Memphis. We had three questions. The first question was most rebounds: Nurkic or Jonas Valanciunas. Orlando and Jared went with Nurk. Nate, you went with Valanciunas. And this was Nurkic. Nine rebounds to four. That's what I like to hear. Oh. oh. Off to a good start.
1: I shouldn't have gone against
3: Nurk. I should have known that. On the board. Yeah, well, next question was an over-under. And this was about Nurk's now backup, Hassan Whiteside. I think we've only seen them together out there just for the Memphis game, right? Have they been out there together in any of the other games? Anyway, it was uh, over under 20 and a half minutes for Whiteside. Nate and Orlando went over. Jared went under. And it was under 18 minutes.
0: I think he's played fewer minutes every game since then, it seems like, too.
2: Yeah. He has. He's only averaging 15 minutes a game right now.
3: And so. to his credit, he's, it, he's not at least outwardly complaining about it. I mean, he right. seems to be and – he's, and he's had some big moments in the games he was in there, so kudos to him for that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: The uh, Last question was, who's going to score the most points, Damian Lillard or the field? And Nate and Orlando went with Dame. Jared, you went with the field. And then Nate pressed you on it, and he said – who that? Who is it? Jared said, Give me playoff CJ. And it was playoff CJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, oh, man.
1: That's Along like a with double with Jared victory. Jackson
3: Jr., uh, they both scored 33 points. Dame had 29. So that means Jared not only wins Rip It with a perfect score, three out of three, but he also got the additional prediction of CJ correct. So, Jared, way to go. Congratulations. Thank
0: you. Now there's playoff Rondo and then there's playoff Jared. It's just that this is the way it goes in the playoffs for me.
1: Oh, <laughs> Very
3: man. Re- We're not even in the playoffs, in playoffs yet, and yet, and I already uh, feel like it. Last year's miracle run to the title. <laughs> playoff Jared <So>.
1: activated.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's move on to this week's game. We've got three more questions, and they all deal with the Blazers versus Clippers game on Saturday. And the first one is an over-under, and it is 28.5 points for Damian Lillard. What do you give, guys think?
2: Give me the over, man. I'm taking Dame over on anything.
3: All right.
1: I like it.
0: Yeah, I'll take the over as well. I'll match Nate on that one.
1: Yep. It's a, it's a sweep across. I don't think uh, – or Pat Beverly isn't going to play, so maybe that, that helps him out a little more. Few extra threes, and after the uh, hot game that he had against Denver, it's all systems go.
2: Everyone following my lead now, just the yeah. way it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like sweeps. I don't really like the uh, it sweeps, but um, you know who else isn't going to play in the game is montrez Harrell. He will not be back yet for the Clippers. So the next one is who, who's going to get more rebounds, Yusuf Nurkic, or Clippers center Ivica Zubats.
0: Hmm. Zubats, he had 15 rebounds in his last game. Um, I'm yeah, s- he can get
3: he can get rebounds.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Zubats.
3: All right,
2: oh, Jared, bad <laughs> pick, my friend. I, I'm gonna, I'm back on the NERC train. I'm picking Nurk this week.
1: I yeah, like it. I'm I'm with Nate. Give me Nurk. All right, last one. Over, under,
3: four and a half three-pointers for the man on fire, Gary Trent Jr.
0: Four and a half? Is that what you said?
3: Four and a half.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> He's averaging um, is, this five co- it.
3: is this what he I calls know.
0: out,
2: Nate? It could be. He's averaging five and a half makes right now, which is insane.
0: I'm going to get my he pick had seven right last away. night. I'm going under.
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs>
1: Nate, what I'll do you say? I'll go over, I'll go over
3: Orlando's going over Nate
2: orlando, bad pick, my friend <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no yeah he's gonna go under
3: <laughs> oh, I'd man. say he's gonna he's gonna go
0: like four for nine uh, yeah, even okay, even
3: four is under, so yep, all right, mean. well, that wraps it up we'll we'll uh hopefully we can get together next week and we'll find out how the Blazers are doing, and more importantly, how you guys did.
0: Really quick, before we wrap this up, what are you guys' predictions for the next four games for the Blazers?
2: Uh, I'll go that they lose to the Clippers and win their last three against Philly, Dallas, and Brooklyn.
3: Yeah, the Clippers, I think they still have something to play for. Yeah. Yeah. They're still trying to lock up that number two spot.
2: And they've been playing pretty well in the bubble.
0: We don't know if the Sixers are going to have Ben Simmons back, but
3: most likely not, right? Pretty safe to assume he's out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the Mavericks Mavericks could be locked into number seven by then.
2: Wait, Jared, did you ask a question and then not know what your answer was going to be? About the Sixers? No, about our picks for these four games. You were the one who asked the question.
0: I'm going. Yeah, I didn't. I, this was a question that came right off the top of my head. Um, I hadn't looked at this ahead of time, and I'm going back and forth on whether I want to match Nate or pick them to go four and Oh,
2: just go all in, man. Because they That's have all them, they
0: have all this momentum right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it in four and They're gonna sweep the next four games. A
2: Seven and one bubble experience, Jerry. That
3: would be great. Woo! Yeah. That would That's be, probably yeah. what it would take for them to get the eight seed.
0: Yeah. Now that Memphis has that, cause I don't know how tiebreakers would work either for the Grizzlies and well, the Blazers. I know well, how they'd work for the other teams, but I don't know with the Grizzlies.
2: Well, Memphis and Portland don't have the same amount of games. So either Memphis would finish half a game ahead or Portland would finish half a game.
1: Okay. Ahead. All right. Yeah. All winning percentage. Uh, I'll say the Blazers go three and one and it's a CJ six and two prediction overall. Um, I think they lose the Philly game though. I'll I'll take them to beat the Clippers, but uh, I I do remember what happened the last time Philly came into the motor center (laughs) and beat the Blazers without some of their best players. So that's what I'll roll with three and one.
2: That was the game. Wasn't that the game that was going to be Anthony Simons's like standout moment? Yes, it was. And then Corkmaz nailed that 3. Oh man. What <laughs> I, that felt like a different lifetime.
0: I still remember, <laughs> I think I got a text from Nate telling me that something amazing was going to happen at the end of that game. Simons <laughs> hits the 3 and I'm like, "Wow, this is the best moment of the season." And then was it Corkmaz
2: <laughs> Yeah. Know,
0: broke my heart. But Nate going to send me a follow up text and be like, actually, it's going to be a horrible end to the game now. So,
2: think, think of how it's much better. It's my fault
0: for not watching it live.
2: Think of how much better Anthony Simons' season could have been <laughs> if Cork Moss didn't make that shot. Oh, man. That game was insane.
1: <laughs> still not off that bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's been fun seeing you guys and, and talking to you once again. Please subscribe, pick up the podcast. Give us those ratings. We appreciate it. It helps us out big time. Also, follow us on Twitter. We're on there constantly sharing Blazers-related stuff as well. We appreciate you. Check us out on KGW.com as well. That's going to do it for Blazers 3-on-3 with the four of us, Max, Jared, Nate, and myself, Orlando. Take care.